Hey friends, so this is going to be a fun one today. We're going to be talking about how we get it all done. And I warn you, it's going to go a little maybe off topic, but in a good way, I think. So join us and hear all our secrets. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, so we're here talking about getting it done and looking at Lacey's extensive <laughs> notes on this. I had a lot of thoughts. She had a lot of thoughts. So yeah, look forward to the blog post and the emails <laughs> we're sending you. We're calling it time scarcity. And I know I'm thinking Drew just said maybe, maybe you're ready to write a book about this. I don't know. I'm having like, whoa, maybe. Yeah, Although my books are pretty short, so don't get your hopes up. Yeah, uh, I like short books. <laughs> that way I feel like I read a book. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, people ask us all the time, say, you know, how do you do it all? How do you find the time? Or they say things like, if I had time, if I wasn't so busy or, you know, when I have more time, things like that. And mm, I, yep. it's, you know, it's a classic kind of, I don't want to call it an excuse because I think it's an ingrained cultural phenomenon. So it's almost like a, it's like, it's a reflex. It's not even something that we know to not do. Yeah. But Drew and I actually learned about this time scarcity idea many years ago. And it's been something that's, you know, just we've been digesting over the years into how do I flip that on its head? Because there really is nothing more valuable to own than time, right? Literally, that's the best. You can't own you time. Can, and you can't, right? Like, yeah. that's a, a huge factor. But what I think that we have a struggle as, as a culture, is thinking of time as money, right? And I mean, we hear that all the time. Right. And thinking about dollar per hour or salary per year, right? Like, it's a very ingrained thought that we can trade an hour of time for a certain amount of wealth or a commodity or, or something done. And I think that that's a really tricky thing to do. It's a really tricky thing to measure. And it's something that we're always kind of trying to do. It's like weight loss, right? Like we're always trying to maximize weight loss. How do we most efficiently eat? So we burn more calories and blah, blah, blah. We can't really measure time that way. I think we think of it very linearly, but linearly, but it's not really so. And not to say that doesn't move in the same direction all the time, but I mean, we've all experienced times in our lives where we're doing something that we really enjoy and time flies by, right? And then we've also experienced that time where we're not doing something we really enjoy and it takes I, longer. Like for me, like the prime example of that has always been like standing at a cash register at Walmart Walmart, like as an employee like mm. back in the day like I remember an hour feeling like it took like you know that last hour before quitting time you've yeah. been there all day and you're like all right so like why yeah. is this taking forever yeah, I'll give you an even more like we drew and I went on a salt float not long ago a year ago or so which I highly recommend but it is one of those things where you're laying there in the salt tank and you kind of are not, it's difficult to relax. It takes you a long time to, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this for an hour? Like, this is insane. I have so many things to do. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you find this like serenity, this moment of calm and relaxation and you finally I start to enjoy it. explain the salt float a little bit more. All right, we'll come put a pin in that. We'll come back to it in a second. <laughs> but you find this moment where you are relaxed and enjoying it. 
And then sure enough, it's Time's over. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think it's an interesting kind of analogy of what time really looks like and what our experience can look like. And so a salt tank really quick is a, it's just a kind of a therapy that you can do. It's like a meditative process. You get in a it's, salt tank. And, yeah. It's like the dead sea in a bathtub. Yeah. Like you, it's like your body's, the water is at your body's temperature. Yeah. It's completely black. It's called sensory deprivation yeah so there's no sound it's except like, for like meditative music it's only wanted. like a foot of water yeah like it's enough water to keep your bum from hitting the bottom <laughs> and you just get in there and float on your back and it doesn't feel like floating it's yeah. it's a weird feeling and like like Lacey said once you like succumb to it you like for me anyhow I kind of like was somewhere between asleep and awake yeah and it was just this like really surreal like there's no there's no other time I felt like that. So yeah. yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, that hour was like, is that a complete waste of money? Because I laid there in that tank and I actually paid somebody to do it and I didn't get anything done, right? Like, no, that time was still valuable. That experience is still valuable. So it's just an interesting thing to be thinking about. But then I started thinking about time as it relates to how we get things done. And this will come full circle because I know that you guys are probably like, okay, tell me how you make your list and your agenda and your schedule. And, and we do do that some, right? We do try to manage our time, but we can't master our time. And I think that's a different situation. Mm -hmm. Like a different so you're mindset. saying working in partnership with time exactly. also? Yeah, we cannot <laughs> dominate time. Just like we cannot dominate really any other part of nature as hard as we try, right? right. We, we try, we try, we try, and then it blows up in our face, right? Like literally that It happens. makes me think of the mantra for nature that nature never rushes. Like there's no... Right. Yeah, everything gets done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that embracing that in your life is a really huge thing. And it's difficult to do, but it is a, it's something that I think we can all be better at. But first, time is a helpful thing, right? Like thinking of it that way is, is actually kind of hard because I think we're always feeling like we're working against the clock, like literally, right? Yeah. Like, it makes me think of Castaway when Tom Hanks is like, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Oh, yeah. We, right. What's he say? Like, we are uh, a slave to time. Slave. We must always like deliver everything at on the time. Beginning. And he certainly learned his lesson. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. If you haven't seen Castaway, you should, you should watch it. But I will say time is a help to us. It's an aid to us. Time brings growth. Without time, we wouldn't see seeds grow or people for that matter. And without the passage, passage of time, we could never be gardeners. We couldn't build things. We couldn't, I mean, you know, like without time, you know, like it just, time is the nurturer that makes things come to pass. Mm -hmm. Time moves us forward. And without time, we wouldn't value our experiences. So if we had in, a, in like an unending amount of time, none of our experiences would matter. They wouldn't be memorable or, or valuable to us. So it gives us this opportunity to actually put a value on our time in one way or another and to appreciate and all of these things. Um, and we wouldn't be able to measure our lives with phrases like, look how far we've come, <laughs> right? I mean, I think today we sat another another podcast recording. We talked about our gardening pro progress and evolution. And it is fun to look back and be able to say, look where we started. And without the passage of time and those seeds that we planted growing and not growing and all of that, we wouldn't have learned and come to where we are now, which is an even deeper and more sort of like maybe wise, I don't know if that's the right word, but just kind of a deeper understanding of our connection with nature and the one who created it all, right? Like it's just this really, if we can embrace it, a great opportunity to dig in and understand all of the relationships whatever, but time is a road without which we would be standing still, right? So 
how can we shift our minds to be like, okay, it's not about how much they got done, you know, or how much I can get done. It's about, am I appreciating this moment of time? And in, within that, that moment of time, what can I do? Because you can't control it. So what so can you do? enjoy the journey. Exactly. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, but also do things. Like I think that, you know, I think that sometimes we get hung up on waiting for enough time to pass until we're ready to do the thing instead right. of just doing the thing and letting time unfold the part of being ready. That's like, it goes back to our parachute. Thing. The parachute. <laughs> your, yeah. your classic, which is a terrible <laughs> analogy because I'll never dive out of a plane, but... Let's not say never. Never. <laughs> Hard never. Anyway, so... <laughs> there is a chance. <laughs> Time is not within our control. So we can't... We, we don't really even try, right? We sometimes maybe imagine, like, what if we could time travel? And even in that situation, I think... We're watching Loki as a family right now, I was now, hoping right? we were going to come to Loki. I was going to ask, but to. I didn't want to. I didn't mean to, but it's a little confusing. The whole plot is like out of control. But it's like if time didn't exist in this linear way, what would happen? And, and how, what happens when people try to maintain or to tame time? Things to go crazy. It. Yeah. To prune it, to change the outcomes. It is messy, right? And, and I think in almost every time travel movie, Right, but Back to the Future is my favorite example, right? We're going to create these <laughs> potentially very realistic, these fractures that could be detrimental, right? And so anyway, I think we understand the value of time and how it moves and how messing with that might be actually like a major flaw. <laughs> but that means that we give up control, right? In this one, one element, we we say, okay, well, you know what? Time is not within our control. And in one way we say, okay, well, I just don't have time. I can't control it. But on the other hand, what if we say, all I can do is what I do and let time do the rest. It's like the flip side of the coin. Don't yeah. you think? I think like for me, I, I like learned a while ago, this is kind of like a learned skill I've been working on. But like, instead of saying, I don't have time, I say, that's not how I want to use my time. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get in the habit of that, but right. I think it's a really, but it's a scare. It is like very much a scarcity mindset. And the reality is like, even with money, you can do the same thing. Like that's, oh, yeah, it's not sure. that I don't have the money. That's just not what I'm going to use the money for. Right. And uh, the sooner we stop feeling like we're running out of time, we're running out of time, right. the less panicked we just generally feel. Yeah. And I think that's the idea behind that mindset or even like changing that phrasing to you know that's not how i'm going to use my time because mm -hmm. you can use your time for whatever you want and i think that's kind of ultimately what we're talking about here but mm -hmm. you've got to choose what yeah. you want to do with it and not just give it away yeah uh, you only have so much i mean i think it's funny because i mean i always am comparing like the natural world to the non-natural world although this is kind of natural world and natural world but if you think of water as time right like we have this opportunity with water to to harness it right mm -hmm. but we can't control it right like water will take us down in an instant just like time i think can but if we harness it to do the things we want it to do then we we've, you know, yeah. it, it's, a, it's flowing, it's out of our control, unless we watch it and we see what way is it moving? And is that the way I want it to move? Right. right? Yeah. So anyway, I, it makes me think of like in the big leap. Is it the big leap? Right? Yeah. The big he leap taught, is a book by, yeah. Is it Gay Hendricks? Gay yeah. Hendrick, yeah. yeah. He taught, he goes pretty crazy out there at the end of it and <laughs> starts talking about time and how time is expansive. And I think that that is an interesting concept Lacey kind of hit on, on the beginning is that it, we tend to think every hour is exactly the same. Yeah, is representative of an hour. But 
in reality, like our experience of that hour can be different. And when we accept that and work with that, then we have a lot more power. Well, and I think too, one time I I learned this skill from reading that book and hearing other people. And it's something that has actually played out. But like in the times where I'm panicked, I'm like, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. I generally can be very late. But in the moments where I'm like, I have enough time to do everything I need to do. And we're going to be there just when we should be there. Then we get there right when we should be there. Right. We get there right when we're either on time or a few minutes late and everybody's late or, you know, I mean, it just, it, it's funny how time can rise to meet you where you are. And I know that sounds crazy a little bit, but it is true. And when you shift how you feel about it, it's sort of the same with money. When you feel like you have enough, then it changes the relationship that you have with that thing. And I think that's true of people interactions. I think it's true of money interactions. I think it's time interactions and nature interactions, you know, like all of these different things. Yeah. It's like kind of like, it's like that gratitude. Stop chasing the person that you, one a day or know? what you like, focus on gross or are yeah. you focusing on having enough or are you focusing, focusing on, on not having enough right. yeah. yeah anyway all right so time is not in our control i think that we you know the midlife crisis i'm going to be 40 in a few weeks mm. <laughs> i guess it's time to have my midlife crisis so maybe i will i don't know but i feel like i i have an, an, a different understanding of time i'm i'm grateful for the time i have and i think of it a little bit different but Time ticks with stability that almost no other natural element does, just like the water, right? But we don't have to think of it like we're losing it. Perhaps if we changed it to, I've banked 40 years come this October versus crap, I only have, you know, how much longer to live. Like if I've, I've gained 40 years experience. Right. Right. Well, that's the way I look at it personally, being in someone that has gone over the 40 Mm. mountain already. (laughs) I, I keep thinking of it as like, okay, I spent a large part of the first 40, like learning how to walk and eat and talk. You <laughs> that know, actually like, passed pretty quick. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that was passed. that was a good amount of time there. You had to waste time at school. Or like <laughs> that was all See, falls wasting under- wasting time, is that waste? Yeah, or, oh, know. for sure. <laughs> that was all in the first 40. So now I got 40 of like, I'm solid. What can we get done? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so those 40 years of time that I participated, I learned, I journeyed through them and then, then you know, gotten here with those those years, you know, like those are the tool, the stepping stones. And I think thinking about it differently is is helpful and maybe, maybe answers your question of how do we get it all done. And we'll maybe hit on that a little bit more, but I would say that what's made Drew and I the most efficient is being able to initiate and then just watch and let things unfold, being able to plant seeds yeah, and like, you know, set up systems to water and to nourish and nurture those things, but to also allow time to do the rest and to step back and say, okay, and this is a, oh, this is a work in progress for me. Right. Cause there is that element of perfectionism where I want to manage every element of everything. But part of that means letting go, letting other people help. It means letting other people step up to the plate. It means letting time make things unfold. And things have happened and, and come to pass in our lives that honestly we never could have planned and and then executed in a better way or more efficiently or more sort of wondrously. I Makes mean, me think of natural emergence. Natural emergence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
which is just talking about like what will come up in a field if you don't mow it, right? Like what will come up in the forest if you don't try to manage every manage aspect. Every element, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I feel like it works for time too. It does. Yeah. So what flowers could bloom if you aren't, you know, like forcing it, but toiling, I think goes hand in hand with time, right? Like mastering time is usually about how much work can I do in that amount of time. And I think it goes back to that war mentality of like, we're battling against time. That's the like fight against time, but war against the garden, nature and time is something that we all, I think need to work better at shifting our mindsets there. How we are always trying to master or dominate, but what if the the time is the nurturer of all our wants? What if time is the fertilizer for all our ideas, right? And I want you to think about that for a second, maybe even pause and be like, what? (laughs) Because even for me, thinking about time as the element that I can't add that will make things come to pass is is pretty freeing. I'm still pondering that. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) But like planting and watering and weeding Time is the master's touch on that. And when I, that's a capital M masters, like the creator himself, time is what he contributes. Miracles happen if we just spark our ideas by planting them. And that's how Drew and I get a lot done. We plant a lot of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> build a lot of parachutes. We build a lot of parachutes, <laughs> but we aren't always scrambling. Cause I, I, you know, when people say, oh, you're so busy, I actually like put up a shield and I'm like, no, thanks. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, I don't put that energy on Do me. not, do not yeah. project your busy, your glorification of busy on me because I, busy isn't good, right? I don't want everyone running around like busy people. I want people sitting in their gardens and watching other, the bees be busy, right? Like I, I it's not. Are the bees busy is the real question. Are they busy? No, they I kind would of argue, are. No, they're not. Nature is not busy. Nature is not busy. That's a, that should be a shirt. <laughs> Nature isn't busy. I like it. But I think that we just, it's about realigning how we are seeing things. So when we try to master time, it becomes unyielding. We can manage it. And most certainly we need to value it. Our time and time of others. It is the most valuable gift that we have. But again, just shifting out of that domination into just almost just enjoyment and management and and like what can we plant that then time will nourish right time is not our adversary and the more that i have shifted my mind here the more satisfied i feel the less anxious i feel knowing that our role is just to participate fully that's it Um, but also to enjoy fully and to also relax fully and i you know really that is my final note but i hope that is food for thought it's food for me yeah to think i got some nuggets from that i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) thanks but i mean it is probably one of the best the biggest questions we get regularly is how do we get it all done how do we get it all done and the truth is time does a lot of it for us yeah and i think like taking it back to nature and that kind of realization of like when you look at nature nature is not busy like Mm, when we're saying that like that to me i think that has me really thinking about the fact that like scrambling is not the answer. Trying to get more done within Mm. an hour is not the answer. Or filling your calendar so packed full is not the answer either. That's not what our calendar looks like. Right. In fact, if we have two or three events on a given, any given day, I'm usually overwhelmed by that. Yeah. And I mean, we, I guess like on the flip side of it to take it out of like maybe the more esoteric Mm. area, like, the reality is that we protect our calendar we do. and we do value our time. 
So it, Mm, that yeah. is a very valuable. I'm glad that you say that because I think that a lot of times we val- we don't value our time enough and we give it away because we think, oh, it's free. It's just an hour. I'll help here. I'll do that. I'll volunteer for that. And there's nothing wrong with giving time, but you really need to value your time and do that in a very um, intentional way. Yeah. And like, for instance, you know, Saturdays mm. is, I think, a day that we protect very strongly that that is our time with the creator with family and you know there's we have nothing that we allow to get in the way of that day Mm. for a 24-hour period Uh, aside from somebody needing help you know like that's it Mm. Um, other than that like no no compromise and then we also Tuesdays is days that we don't have visitors we don't have people to the farm it's a day that we do our thing as a family and just get farming work and stuff done. So we continue to set up different boundaries, even within the days of like, for instance, we don't have appointments before one Mm -hmm. o'clock every day of the week. Well, you know what I think about like keeping our Sabbath the same day and we have since we were married, right? Like that stability gives us a structure on which to know we have, we have, just that stability, right? Like when your schedule is so out of control and you don't have some structure, it can feel like chaos and like busyness and like you just don't know what to expect or what's coming. But when we have that marker of time. It makes time cyclical. Yeah, it makes it cyclical. It makes it dependable. It makes it so that we know, okay, look, we can recoup on this day. You know, maybe we have a busy week here and there, but ultimately it comes back full circle. And that circle we've talked about before is, you know, really a representation of growth, I think in general, but. um, I think, you know, like maybe we can close on this note, but I think the reality is that the people that I meet that feel the busiest, feel the most out of control, feel like they don't have enough time generally don't take one day as a Sabbath. And I mean that like they don't stop ever. (laughs) And I think they're trying to catch up and they think, and I I am guilty of this in other areas of my life, but think that they could catch up, can get everything done. And the reality is I think like you don't have to take a Saturday Sabbath, whatever day you want to do, do it. But A 24 hour period. A 24 hour (laughs) period. Can you imagine? So turning phones off. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Stopping work, like turning your phone off, staying off of electronics, like being there present with your family, Mm. not being in the garden, not being on the farm, like physically not working, (laughs) not shopping, (laughs) not grocery shopping. Like it's, it has taken us a long time. Not checking boxes. Yeah. Like you're literally doing nothing except enjoying each other's company Mm. and that eating lots of eating eating yeah playing games doing things having fun going on a walk with the family listening to music yeah laying on the couch on your back listening to music you know like Mm. we used to in college (laughs) but taking that i think step one maybe yeah step one is that and look there are giant corporations who do this across the board, chains of restaurants and others that take a Sunday off. And, you know, in this society, that seems like a really tricky thing, but those businesses are thriving. So I think that for us to say, well, I'm different because I have so much more to do is, you know, it's just, it's that whole idea of like, there's just not enough time. It's switching a mentality of like what, you know, what, how you're viewing time. Yeah. 
So. so that I would say, if you feel like you can't get it all done, <laughs> take one day and do nothing. <laughs> and honestly, like this is where time steps in and fills in the blanks. Like this is a really yeah. true, we actually heard this from a rabbi recently where he was telling a story from the Midrash, which is a commentary on scripture and laws and things like that. And they were talking about a story of a farmer who went out and looked at his fences and saw a big hole in his fence on Shabbat. He was just, you know, wandering around his property. He was rest day and he saw this big hole in his fence and he thought oh i gotta fix that and he went to get the boards because he was afraid the animals were going to get out and that seems like an emergency yeah you know and then he said you know it's shabbat i'm not going to do it i'm not gonna i need to just rest this is my day of rest well then the next day he left space for things to take place and a, a bush filled in that hole yeah a thorny bush that the animals couldn't get through Right. And I mean, we've seen things like that happen on our property too, that where we step out of the way. And of course there are emergencies too. I think every animal we've ever, that's ever died on our property has died on a Shabbat. I don't know why. And everyone that's born is pretty much, <laughs> yeah, pretty much on a Shabbat. every emergency birth, <laughs> but that doesn't change our mentality about that day and the, the still the stability that it holds for us. So I just think changing our mentality and allowing time to fill in the holes that we cannot fill and accepting that we cannot fill all those holes is a really huge piece of how to get how to maximize your time so yeah. anyway that's it i hope you all aren't overwhelmed with deep thoughts and craziness but we enjoyed chatting this out and yeah. hopefully you'll come back and listen to more but please subscribe to the podcast on itunes or apple and visit our website and check us out join us in the academy if you want to get some coaching on your homesteading life and get some really great resources and have some masterminding and that kind of thing and check out the other things that we have going on we're really excited to stay connected and um, just to help you in your journey however we can all right bye